When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Uh, great to have you with us. Uh, the caller of the day, by the way, before we get to John Aloisi, who's about to join us, picks up the slab of CBCO draft from CBCO Brewing. Paul in Berwick, you've already got it, son. Uh, you call on wow. uh, college basketball. Uh, the boys out the back have decided that that is nice. yours. So, Paul in Berwick, you have picked up the slab of CBCO draft. Uh, A-League's underway. Uh, it was a fantastic start to the season across the board. Not so much for John Aloisi in the Western United boys mm. who dropped the replay of last year's championship right. game. Uh, but there's better things in store for the defending champion and the coach has been good enough to join us. John, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, boys. What did you make of um, the the first up performance? Um, and obviously, you've got some you know, damage to your squad immediately off the back of it with uh, with Tamaki uh, Tamaki uh, uh, Mi injured. As you walk away from that, what 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 did you make of it? Oh, look, it's always disappointing when you don't win, uh, no matter if it's the first game, the last game of the season. But uh, look, there's, there's still a lot of positives to take out of it. You know, we know that. Uh, we made a couple of individual errors that cost us in that game. But uh, other than that, you know, our structures were pretty good. And we created some really good chances, good openings, and uh, we just didn't take them on the night. But uh, in Melbourne City, are top side, and they'll be there come into the season, and we're hoping to as well. But um, there, there's a lot of football to be played. And we did lose first game of the last season, so let's hope that's uh, a good omen for us. <laughs> yes. You did. That's a nice way to start and a positive way to look at it. You bring in a couple of key signings and you know you're still hoping to add to your squad obviously but how settled is it John I mean in terms of when you do make some you know some some additions and a couple go out the door how how much does the squad come together ultimately through playing together oh you know the more you play together the more you train together you improve but the majority of the squad has uh, still been the same we've, we've lost a couple we didn't have uh, uh, Alex Prijevic and uh, the amount of first uh, games of the season, um, but we brought in James Troisi, so that was his first uh, start, uh, and he looked good, which is a is a great uh, thing for us because you know, he's got that experience and quality for us. Um, but you know the, the the cohesion's there. I think that the players know what we're all about. We're improving. We look to improve all the time. That's our main focus to to keep you know, getting better as a side. And what about uh, structurally? Well, after you've won a title and you go about and you reevaluate and you're trying to make sure that you keep that advantage, do you try to just stay on the same path that you were on, which has been highly successful, and maybe tweak it and do it better? Or do you feel like you, you need to add a bit, uh, some more radical changes and new dimensions to what you do the second time around when you're trying to back up that title? I don't think you want to change it too much, guys. You just want to tweak it a little bit and get better. I think that's the main focus is making sure that we keep on improving and, and getting better in all aspects, you know, the, whether that's in defence and, and, mm. and also in attack. 
um, because you know it's not like we're, you know we've been here for years. It's only one season, so you don't have to change too much because players are becoming stale. Um, it's about improving you know your structures at the moment, and uh, and you know keep on trying to to get better with that. And and that happens each day. You know it's not only the games; it's every day in training and. Uh, trying to improve in all areas that we work on. And uh, you look at what happened last season. You ended up finishing, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you finished third at the end of the, the regular season. You go on and win a title. Throughout your entire career when you were playing overseas and all the great stuff mm. that you were doing, it was always just whoever finished on top. Well, they're the champions. Uh, with what we do it here, culturally, we understand we're, we're a little bit different. But if you were the grand poobah of, uh, <laughs> of football here in Australia, do you think... What would you prefer? I prefer the finals, uh, and I always have because, look, it, it, growing up in Australia, that's all we've ever known, mm. and we haven't known any different, you know, from football to any other code. So, that that you know, we we work towards that. You know, it, it's uh, it's not first past the post. Yes, they win a premiers plate. It's it's the grand final winners of the crown champions. And, uh, you know, when I was uh, overseas, it was different. But you, mm. you, you adapt to whatever they've used to and whatever they've been doing their, their whole, um, you know, career or, or what, whatever's been happening in Europe. But here, it's, it's the grand final winners. And, and that's the way that I've always known it. And I enjoy that. Speaking to John Aloisi, uh, you mentioned a couple of names earlier, John, your big striker, Previch, and um, the, the colourful veteran, Diamante. W- when will they? Have you got a clear answer as to um, when they're going to be back in? Are they, are they playing this weekend? I don't have a clear answer. It's still like a, a little bit early because we play on Sunday, but um, it, it's hard to say because the, you, know, you see them every day in training and you, and you want to see improvements and you want to see... You know, if they are at the level of what the other players are at. And of course, you know, Diamante is not going to move at the same level <laughs> as a, a younger player like a Lockie Wales, but uh, he, he'll give you some other quality. So you just have to make sure that they're going to be up to the speed. And uh, because it's it's not only for, for themselves, it's also for the team, you know, because you don't want to put them in too early. And that's when they start to lose their confidence. So. Too early to say, not sure yet, but uh, hopefully they play a big part this season. It is Western United Membership Day here on SEN. Uh, join the A-League champions. Grab your membership at wfc.com.au. We've got two double passes to give away to Sunday's game at Sid- against Sydney FC at Amy Park. All you got to do is be the first caller through, one three hundred seven three six. 736 and you pick up those double passes mm, to nice. Sunday's game. Kick off at 5 p.m., Johnny, one one of the things you want to do when you've got a new club is, you know, establish your place in the in the order of things. You want to, you know, and you've done that brilliantly with the success you had last year. Have you felt that turn into support? Like when you look around and you know you look for the colours and you turn up on game day, are you getting a sense that yeah, we are starting to attract some people to our football club? Yeah, definitely. We we are starting to attract more supporters, and the colours that you know really stand out: green and black. They look good in the stand. <laughs> you know, you saw the grand final; the whole stand behind the goals was full, and um, and it was amazing to see for a club only three seasons old. But you know, we we know that there's a long way to go. We know that we're on a journey. We haven't got a, a stadium yet, and we're playing out of five different home stadiums at the moment. You know, majority of our games at Ain Park, which is not in the West, as you know. So as soon as we get out West, you'll really see it take off. But, you know, uh, along the way, we're on this journey. And let's hope, you know, the, the people of the West come and support us wherever we play.
So how can – this is not necessarily your – you don't have to come up with the answer to this question. It's not you got to get your team playing and winning. But when you are sort of all a bit nomadic and you haven't got that home base, how can you – what can you offer to potential support or supporters that you've got to, you know, encourage them to stick and, and encouraging more people to get on board is – is there a strategy that the club's got in place to um, offer itself as a as an alternative? Oh, look, the biggest one from my side is that uh, that we stand for the people of the West, and, and that's you know hardworking and uh, multicultural. That's uh, fastest growing place in Victoria, and, and and you can see that in the way that we play. That we we'll give everything. We're hardworking. We've got some good young players coming through from. Uh, the west of Melbourne, west of Victoria, and uh, and I think that's you know that's what people see. You know we can talk about you know the the fan experience which there is, uh, and they create that at the stadium. But they have to really want to see their their club and team on the field represent them. And uh, and I think last year we showed, you know we showed that we were underdogs. You know no one gave us any oh. any hope at all to to even make the finals, let alone go and win it. And so I think that's a good start and. And that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to, to show everyone that we'll give everything we've got each game, whether we don't win um, or we do win, uh, we'll leave everything out on the field to represent uh, that, that suburb, that, that place in Victoria. And, and that, of course, takes some, some time and uh, winning helps that cause, which you guys have been uh, very good at. Uh, Andy and I, we just had a conversation with Corey Homicide-Williams about basketball, and he asked, well, who is the best Australian players playing in the NBL? And Corey and I, who commentate the game, know it intimately. It was, <laughs> it was kind of there was one standout, but outside of that, was it was pretty hard because a lot of our players are playing overseas. Uh, in your time, it was very similar. There's some high-profile players playing in huge teams. Now, I might be wrong here, but I, I don't have that sense that that's the case now. How do you see the Australian players? Are the bulk of the Australian really top-end uh, players? How do you see it with the Australian development here in the A-League? Where do you see them uh, fitting in the whole scheme of things? Well, the A-League is, is actually uh, doing its job at the moment because it's producing a lot of younger players that uh, can go and represent the Socceroos. majority mm-hmm. of the Socceroos players now have come through the A-League, uh, which... In my case, it was a uh, majority of them had, you know, either started overseas or played the whole career overseas and, and then, you know, represented Australia. But, uh, you know, a lot of them come through the A-League. You see uh, Garan Kuo of, uh, yeah. of Mariners. He's now signed for Newcastle United. And he's only a 17, 18-year-old kid that's uh, playing still in the A-League, um, which is a great thing. And then when they get over there to Europe, they're, they're ready to... to in and take that next step. We've got quite a few players now playing in the Scottish League and doing well. Uh, Aaron Moy, who played you know for Melbourne City here and, and West Sydney Wanderers, is is over at Celtic with Ange. And so I think that, that you know people underestimate the A League what it's doing at the moment. Mm. And we've got some really good young talented players with some great experienced foreigners uh, here as well. So. Uh, I think we're in a good state um, and hopefully now we get the bigger crowds coming back in after COVID and, and just to showcase what we're all about. You're such a great striker yourself, John, throughout your career that took you all over the world. Are you seeing, you know, is your eye drawn to and are you seeing enough young Australian players who um, have got the capacity to, to finish? Have they got the – are there enough of them out there who have got the – 
you know, the skills mm. and the talent to, to be that player. It seems to be one of the areas that we've struggled for so long to, to find, you know, in any kind of meaningful number. Yeah, it's a difficult one. Uh, it's one that we've we've got players that have performed really well here, um, like Jamie McLaren, who scored a lot of goals here in the A League, um, and also Adam Taggart, who's now in the J League. And then from there, we haven't got anyone uh, coming through. But we've got some young players that that have, you know, they'll take about two, three, four years to get to the level, um, and we have to wait and see. Uh, it, it, it's <laughs> It's a position that we we badly need, and mm. I think that you know the world you know uh, always need the, their strikers. That's why they cost so much money and <laughs> and they're worth so much. But um, yeah, at the moment, I can't really put my finger on it and say, yep, yeah, that there's the the striker that we're going to all count on, and it's the next Mark Baduk or anything like that. It's uh, yeah, we just have to wait and see if we can produce one of them. I know you keep your eye on the you know the world game and uh, the you know leagues around the world and for those who love the team that wears predominantly red, it was lovely to see <laughs> Mo Salah doing what he did this morning in the Champions League and scoring that rapid fire hat trick. Have you? Erling Haaland didn't play against Copenhagen. City was held uh, to that nil all draw, which was probably the reason they didn't score because he didn't play. Have you? In all the time you've been playing the game, John, and watching it, have? Have you seen many like Harland? No, I haven't seen any striker like Harland. He's he's a freak of nature. Look, he's physically a beast. He's about uh, 196 centimetres tall. He's lightning quick. Um, you know, so he's got all the physical attributes that he's got, no one can actually stop him. Uh, but then he's got that the smarts, his timing of his runs, his forward runs. He can hold up the ball really well. Technically, he's great. And he's just alive in the box. Every time the ball's around that area, you know, he finds that space. And that, that, that's that smartness that that striker needs. And um, it, look, the goal scoring, you know, that, that he's already he's scored 20 goals in all competitions. And we, we're barely into We're not even in November yet. It's just, ridiculous. just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, he's, he's one of a kind. Um, you know, you can't compare him to, you, you know, your Ronaldo's or Messi's because they're different types of players. But he's going to go down probably, hopefully, without any injuries as one of the best strikers we've ever seen. Well, and just one other one before we do let you go. I don't know I don't know much about this CIES uh, Football Observatory. I don't know whether you know oh. anything about that and I don't know how highly regarded it is. But um, I noticed they put out a, a study paper um, overnight and they, they looked at the... Um, the styles of play in 74 leagues uh, around the world. And oh. the uh, the A-League sat fifth. And, the, you know, the, we're talking all... In the style the, the, of play? Well, shots on goal being created per game. Um, chan- oh. Chances being created per match. And, you know, we're talking about you know the, yeah. the big leagues all around the world. John. How mindful as a coach... I mean, you don't want to concede, obviously. That's, that's a big part of the game. But how, how conscious are you of playing a brand of football that yeah. anyone who turns the on the aesthetics. telly or, or comes to the stadium to watch is going to see a game that is, you know, at either end full of chances being created. Yeah, look, I've always said that the A-League is such a great competition to watch. And, and we all know that we, we're, 
trying to grow the game. So coaches, we know that. Of course, we need a win and we don't want to concede goals. But, you know, we, we want to play a, a style of football that will bring people to the stadium. Now, you know, I've always said you turn off the Premier League game, and I'm not talking about your Liverpools or mm. your Manchester Cities. Turn off the, the volume of a, a Premier League game, a lower game, or even a championship game, and, and watch it and compare it to an A-League game. Because at the moment, we haven't got those 40,000, 50,000 yeah. Uh, see the stadiums when it's full and the atmosphere is there. That's what drives the atmosphere. That's what everyone looks at and hears and, and thinks, oh, this is a great game of football. But if you really are a football purist and you watch, the A-League is, is a great comp to watch and it's exciting and uh, every game is very, very, very close because of that salary cap that we have. Mm. You're spot on with that comment. It's amazing you put the same game out there. <laughs> and you know when it stuck out was when COVID, when there was no one around and you're watching some of those games yeah, with no point. fans. You go, yeah. oh, hang on, well, this is not much different to what we get to <laughs> watch here. But how it's great that, Nani, we see that when you get those quality of players to bring the, the eyeballs, hopefully – to the A League, how do you how do you think the A League is perceived around the world? Is it still does it does it have that gravitas which I, I think we're all striving for? Um, it's getting there. Look, the, 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 having Nani here helps uh, the, the players that we've had in the past. The Monte, you know, he's a big name in Italy. You know, there's a lot of eyeballs on on us. Uh, you know, when Del Piero was yeah. here, when Heskey was here, you know, so, so they are watching it around the world. You know. Whenever you know, I speak to a friend that's over in Spain or England or, or wherever, they, they know what's going on here. Um, they don't compare it to the Premier League or La Liga, of course, but they do compare it to you know, some of the lower leagues in, in Europe. And, uh, and I think that we can. I think that we, we're smart enough to know that you know, we're not as good as the Premier League. And, and we don't have to challenge them. We want to just be one of the better leagues in Asia and try and strive to be the best league in Asia. And we're not too far off. The J League is probably the best, and then you know there's a couple that are coming in second place. But you just have to see with the foreigners when they come in, they find it very difficult to play in the A League because of the high level. They, they they're thinking they're going to come here and it's going to be a bit of a, a stroll for them. Well, you know they, they soon realise after a couple of games it's a tough league to play in. Yeah. Hey mate, thanks for coming on the show. Good luck, uh, Sydney FC, and you guys will be desperate for that first win of the season early, early in the season. It is, but. Uh, you both be desperate for the points on the weekend. So we wish you very, very well. Sunday afternoon, Amy Park, uh, your mob taking on Sydney FC. Thanks for coming on the show and good luck, mate. Thanks for having me on. John on you, Aloisi, Johnny. coach of Western United. It is membership day of Western United here on SEN. If you're looking for a team to get on board and you've been waiting for one, why wouldn't you jump on one of the newbies? Take on, well, the, big do- take been... on the big dogs. WFC.com.au is the place to go if you want to get a membership. Just in your jump off. Well, you might be a bit disenfranchised and a bit unhappy with one of the other mobs. Not necessarily the Melbourne clubs because they're top shelf. But, oh, you know, saying, if you're listening yeah. on the app and you just want to throw your hard-earned behind a, oh, yeah. you know, young yeah. club going places, yeah. that's the place to go, wfc.com.au. Oh,